You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Welcome back to Freedom with NFTs. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and I'm very excited about our guest speaker today. Billy Lesh is a serial entrepreneur and NFT collector, and not only will he be sharing with us about his NFT journey, but he's going to be going into a very important topic, NFT taxes. And with tax season upon us, this episode is pivotal and key for you to listen to. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Good to see you. How long? When was NFT NYC? About a month and a half ago or a month ago? I don't know. An NFT time, I guess. It feels like a year ago. It feels like a year ago. And we had been interacting on Twitter before NFT NYC. So when we finally were able to see each other in person at the Gary V surprise wine party, it was just such a special moment. And we've been going back and forth, talking about NFT taxes for a while. So again, this episode is going to be very important for our audience. Before we get into that, though, I'm just to know about what did you do before NFTs? Sure. So I, I knew from an early age I wanted to be my own boss. You know, entrepreneurship wasn't as glorified. Not that I'm very old. I'm in my early 30s. But entrepreneurship wasn't a glorified term. 15 years ago. But from a very early age, I knew I wanted to always be my own boss, own my own business, build and create. So as early as elementary school, I can remember selling items, starting a company when I was 16 years old, power washing and doing renovations on homes, small little stuff, painting with a friend of mine. And eventually that led into a career in finance on Wall Street. I was on Wall Street for about four years as a financial advisor. From a moral perspective, I wasn't really jiving with the industry. It was very cutthroat and very different business. The glorified one that you saw on TV, you know, people weren't making money like they used to, and there was a lot of regulations, which is a good thing to customers, but it was very difficult to build a career in 2014, 15, 16. So in 2016, I left. And that's when I started the venture that I'm still doing today, which is Biobar. Tell us more about Biobar. Yeah. So Biobar is a smoothie, juice, and acai bowl shop. We, we focus on acai bowls and we launched in 2016. So fast forward five years, we're at 18 locations with about another eight to nine in the works. So we should be at roughly 25 locations in the next month and a half, two months. That is absolutely incredible. Congratulations to you hey. on success hey. with Biobar. And so I'm hey. curious to know, when did you find out about NFTs? Great question. So because I have the financial background, I stayed very active in the stock market. That kind of eventually graduated and parlayed into the crypto world. Bitcoin, Ethereum, educating myself on crypto. That coupled with 
my internet relationship with Gary Vaynerchuk, following him for eight, nine years and, you know, watching his videos on Instagram, YouTube, always staying in the loop with what he was doing. When he started talking about NFTs and I naturally was reading about NFTs in my crypto research, I started to do a little bit more due diligence into that. I obviously found it a little bit confusing, like pretty much everybody who first learns about NFTs. And once I started learning more and more about the technology and the smart contracts behind these NFTs, I started to understand them. And then when Gary, someone who we both are, are big fans of, decided to launch his VFriends project, I figured what better time to dip my toe in the water in the NFT space, but then, you know, at that time. So I wound up diving into VFriends, met a lot of great people, got into a lot of other projects, and it kind of just spiraled from there. And so what other projects have you gotten involved in aside from VFriends? So I've been and I'm still a holder of Board Ape Yacht Club NFT. I got into apes pretty early, luckily. Gutter Cat Gang. I'm still in Gutter Cats. So VFriends, Board Apes, and, and Gutter Cat Gang are the three well-known ones that I still hold and that I did well in from an investment standpoint, but I bought into other projects like Mechaverse and, and some other ones that didn't do too well. So I've kind of seen both ends of the spectrum. I appreciate you sharing being on both ends of the spectrum because I know a lot of people when they get into this space, they have shiny object syndrome. They're hearing about people making so much money. And so I appreciate your authenticity there and sharing that with us. I'm curious to know, with the experience you have as an NFT collector, what do you look for in projects that you're investing in? So that's a great question. And I'm glad you asked that because I think a lot of people need education on this topic. Coming into the NFT space, I was focused around finding art that I liked, you know, whether it was a PFP profile picture or V friends, which has multiple of the same drawing. I wanted to be involved in projects that one enjoyed the artwork and what it looked like Two had a team or an artist behind the project that I believed in. So in the case of V friends, you know, I'm a huge believer in Gary. In the case of apes, I didn't know much about the team, but I really liked the artwork and I really liked the community that they were building at the time, even when it was early on. Same thing with gutter cats, great development team, a great community, cool artwork. So I've tried to take that and put it into these newer projects that I've launched. You know, first I look at the artwork. Is this something that I even like to look at? Do I like the team? Do I like the message and the motive behind the project? What do they stand for? What are they looking to do? Being a former financial advisor, constantly buying stocks in different companies, and now being an entrepreneur, you know, when you hear about roadmaps, that doesn't impress me because any business should have a roadmap, right? So any new company, any entrepreneurial new venture should have some sort of roadmap of where they're going, where they're starting, where they expect to be, short-term goals, long-term goals. So the roadmap feature of these NFT projects doesn't really impress me. It's something that a lot of people get hung up on. You know, what's the roadmap? Can we see the roadmap? And that doesn't mean that those things are going to come to fruition. That doesn't mean that the team is going to execute. 
So I think it's very important to understand going into a project, why you're investing in it. And do you feel comfortable losing the money if it doesn't work out? And do you believe in the team long-term? Thank you for that. Those are killer tips in regards to the journey of investing in an NFT project. I want to switch gears now and get onto the topic of NFT taxes. So my first question is, how are NFTs taxed? Good question. So the way that these NFTs are being taxed is in a method that a lot of us don't agree with. Most NFTs are being purchased in Ethereum. So something that I discovered early on after doing my research was that when you buy an NFT, whatever the price of Ethereum is at the time of purchasing that NFT, you may have a gain or a loss from your original purchase of that Ethereum. So I'll give an example. If you buy one Ethereum for $2,000 and then you buy an NFT for one Ethereum three months later, and Ethereum is trading at $4,000. You have a taxable gain of $2,000. Now, because it was in less than 12 months time, it's considered short-term cap gain, which is in a higher tax bracket. If it's past 12 months, then it would be long-term cap gain and it would be in a, in a lower tax bracket. So that raised a huge red flag to me early on. I said, wait a second, I bought Ethereum at X and now I'm buying these NFTs and now I have to pay taxes on the gap from where I bought the Ethereum to where it was trading at the time of my purchase. Well, that's not right because I didn't sell the Ethereum. I'm not liquid. I'm not sitting in cash. So why would I have to pay taxes on this money? Well, it doesn't matter what I think. These are what the rules are. And then the second side of that is now when you sell the NFT. So Obviously, if you sell the NFT for a gain, there's going to be taxes there. And if you sell the NFT for a loss, there might be a tax loss or a write-off that you can use. But it all depends on how much Ethereum you're selling the NFT for compared to the price of Ethereum at that time. So you might buy an NFT for 10 Ethereum, and let's say Ethereum's at 3,000, so it costs you 30 grand. And now you sell the NFT for 8 Ethereum. So it looks like you took a loss, but Ethereum's now at 4,000. Eight Ethereum times 4,000 is 32,000. You actually have a $2,000 gain. So it's all predicated on the USD value at the time of the sale. This seems overwhelming. How do I even keep track of this? How does the Freedom with NFTs audience keep track? Billy, help us. I'm going to help you. So, you know, taxes, they're not a sexy topic, right? I hate talking about taxes. No one likes taxes. Unfortunately, it is what it is though, right? So we want to make it as easy as possible for people to understand. So yeah, talking taxes is not sexy. And it's something that none of us enjoy paying or dealing with. But unfortunately, it is the reality that we live in. And we have to talk about these things because we don't want people to be put in a really bad position. So one of the ways that you can help kind of break down and figure out what your taxes are is by using one of the many softwares that are available. Now, I don't work for Zen Ledger. I don't have a, a partnership with them. I'm not the creator of Zen Ledger, but Zen Ledger is a very useful software that I've been using to help break down my taxes. 
They have a really good team over there, very responsive team. Zen Ledger, I, I can send you the link so you can drop it to your people. It's a really great way to import all of your wallets, whether it's a hot wallet, cold wallet, whether it's a Coinbase account, you can upload the CSV files and it will compile on a tax data for you. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's very helpful. Any other tips that you can share with us on keeping track of our NFT taxes? I think going forward, what a lot of people should do is they should keep a physical ledger or maybe even on the computer of what they buy and sell and what the price is. You know, these softwares are great. I have a lot of transactions that we're sifting through now for 2021, and it's not perfect. You know, these softwares categorize things sometimes differently than you do or I do, whether you're using LIFO, last in, first out, FIFO, or they have another category called HIFO, highest in, first out. So depending on how you categorize your transactions for the year will determine your taxes and it'll also affect what you pay or don't pay in the future. So I think keeping the physical ledger is also important. Thank you for that. And I'm curious to know from the viewpoint of someone who's getting into NFTs as an artist, they've entered the space so they can sell their work. What advice do you have for them in regards to NFT taxes? So I think the artists, you know, they're falling into a totally different category. It's a little bit more traditional when it comes to the taxes. From what I've seen now, I haven't launched a project yet, so I would definitely do your own research to anyone who's listening to this. But it's as simple as far as I know as launching a project and whatever money you make from that project, that's your quote unquote profit for the year. So I know a lot of artists who are getting in the game are setting up LLCs or different types of corporations and they're writing off their expenses through the corporation and then they're taking the proceeds from their project and either distributing it to themselves as pay or reinvesting it into the project as an expense so they don't have to pay taxes on it. Thank you for that. Very, very important as people get into this space because again, shiny object syndrome, people are seeing either collectors who are flipping and making a lot of money or they're seeing artists who've gotten into the space selling their work making a lot of money but we're not having these conversations at the beginning stages so thank you for sharing this information and i'm curious if i want further support or more help with my nft taxes where can i find help so like any of those softwares like zen ledger they do have services to assist people I tell everybody, number one, I'm not a CPA and I'm not a financial advisor any longer. So this is not financial advice. I'm trying to bridge the gap between the uh, tax side of things and the CPA side of things with the NFT communities because I'm in the NFT communities. So let me take one step back here. One of the problems I'm seeing is you have a lot of CPAs and even lawyers who are trying to break into the NFT space to bring value, but unfortunately, they don't really understand the NFT space. They're coming into it with a legal mindset or an accountant mindset, and there's not a lot of connection with these NFT communities. They don't understand the psyche behind why we invest, how we invest, are we flipping, are we not flipping? So there's a little bit of a disconnect. So I'm hoping to bridge that gap, but I always say refer to your local CPA, you know, whoever you use for your taxes now or your family accountant, 
these companies like Zen Ledger, they usually have support teams. So you are able to reach out to them. And I am launching a website and a company called NFTTax.io. Very straightforward, NFTTax.io. The website is still under construction. We should be launching the landing page in the next week. And what I'm looking to do with NFTTax.io is bridge the gap between the accountants who really understand crypto taxation and NFT taxation and break it down and make it simple and easy to understand for the NFT community and really emphasize in the sexiest way possible how important it is to make sure that you are paying those taxes and you're not getting caught in six months or in six years from now with a major tax liability. Wow. NFTtax.io. Billy, I'm so excited for this venture. And I think it's amazing that you're coming from this place of being an NFT community member, having the experience, understanding why we invest, if we're trading, if we're flipping, what we're doing so that you can bridge the gap. And I'm just so excited right now. I'm almost at a loss for words. So NFTtax.io, this is something that you've been working on behind the scenes for a little bit. It's coming to fruition. Tell me about what your number one goal is with this venture. The simple answer is just to help the NFT community in any way possible. You know, I think number one, we need to help people understand how NFTs are taxed. That's at the top of the list. Once they understand how they're taxed, they can make educated decisions moving forward. Number two, now that they understand how they're taxed, how can they track it effectively, right? By using one of these softwares or plugins to keep an eye on their taxes throughout the year so they can make educated decisions as the year comes to a close. Number three, we want to help people offset those taxes. So one of the terms that you may hear is tax loss harvesting finding ways to write off expenses, finding ways to take losses in other investments to lessen the blow of those taxes. So unfortunately, we're at the end of the year here and these moves have to be made before January 1st. But one of the big things that people can do after listening to this podcast is they can do their own research and speak to their local accountant about tax loss harvesting. And I'll give you an example because I like to back up these statements with examples. I had mentioned VFriends and Board Ape Yacht Club and Guttercats, all projects that I invested in early on and they've done well from an investment standpoint and I still hold. Something like Mechaverse, a project that I do still like and I do want to be a long-term holder in, but I'm down significantly right now. And I'm, I'm going to get into specifics because I really want to help people. I bought two Mechas for roughly six Ethereum each right now. The floor is below one Ethereum. Now, I'm not taking traits and rarity into account right now, but I wound up buying another one for roughly two and a half ETH, I think it was, when the floor had come down significantly. So in one of the ways to offset my taxes for the year, I sold one of the mechas that I bought for six Ethereum for roughly one Ethereum. And I also plan, and don't quote me on, on this. I know some people might check EtherScan. I don't know the exact prices offhand, but I'm looking to sell all three of them for 
somewhere between floor and 1.5 based on rarity. Now, on the surface, it sounds like I don't believe in the project. You know, people within the Mecca community that I do communicate with are like, no, don't sell, don't. But my intentions are not just to sell and get out of the project. My intentions are to sell, take the tax loss, and then invest back into the project. And this is a very, very key term that people need to do their research on. It's called wash sale. In crypto, so also NFTs, there is no wash sale rule. And again, not the sexiest topic, but I will explain it briefly. When you sell a stock for a loss, you cannot buy that stock back for a minimum of 30 days. If you buy it back within that 30-day period, you can't utilize the, the rate off on your taxes. In crypto, that doesn't exist. So you literally can buy an NFT or Ethereum or Bitcoin today it can go down 20% tomorrow. You can click sell, count to 10, and buy it right back. You still own it essentially for the same price. You're still invested in it long-term, but you can utilize and capture that 20% write-off. That is immensely, immensely important because it can help people really mitigate their tax liabilities. They can still invest into the crypto or the NFT that they believe in. And we don't know if this rule is going to stay like this going into 2022. So this might be potentially the last time that we can take advantage of something like this. Wow, Billy, thank you so much for breaking that down. And I really appreciate you giving these concrete examples. I know that my head is spinning right now because I'm learning so much from you. And I appreciate everything that you've shared so far on this episode of Freedom with NFTs. Before we wrap this episode up, are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience? I think the biggest thing is, again, just to reiterate what I said, you know, taxes, it's not a fun topic. We all want to support these communities and these amazing artists and we want to make money and have fun, but it, it is a reality. This is not something that should be taken lightly because you may think that you can get away with it now. And maybe some people do skate by and get away with not paying the taxes in the correct fashion, but you don't want that to come back and haunt you down the road. So the biggest thing I can tell people is just get educated, speak openly to your accountant, check out these different softwares that help you track it and reach out to the many different CPAs who are helping people in the NFT space. And again, with nfttax.io, if anyone fills out the information on the website, you will be hearing either from myself or one of the accountants on our team, and they will help walk you through this and try to break it down as simply as possible. Thank you so much, Billy. And how do we find you? What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> My Twitter handle is at the Billy Lash. And then the name that comes up is billylash.eat. And spell that for us. Sure. B-I-L-L-Y. My last name is L-O-E-S-C-H. Thank you so much. This is Lauren Turton with Freedom with NFTs. And as you've heard on this episode, your NFT taxes are an important topic for you to get informed and get involved with. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.